Welcome to the Nerd Party. Want to be a part of the Nerd Party community? Don't forget to like our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash the nerd party and follow us on Twitter at join nerd party. You can also help us by leaving a rating and comment in Apple Podcasts to help spread time and space to other listeners. If you want to contact us, visit thenerdparty.com slash contact, click on our show logo, and leave a comment for us there. Space, a Doctor Who podcast. I'm Jessica Nunn. And I'm her husband and co-host, Philip Gelfus. <laughs> what are we going to be talking about today? Darling? We're doing lists. Today okay. is about ranking the Tenth Doctor. Oh, good. I was afraid it was a list of things we have to do. Oh, God, no. We could be here for days <laughs> just making the list. And then for our Inside the TARDIS Library segment, we're going to be talking about the Weakest Link episode. Of Doctor Who. So some <laughs> updates, just for some random sort of as our potpourri section, I guess, if oh, you will. Okay. So potpourri section. For my birthday, you got me many things. One of the things you got me was a uh, graphic novel, uh, Doctor Who graphic novel set. From? From England. I did, yeah. From the official <laughs> Doctor Who shop museum. Yeah. Which we visited. Yeah. She says with a toss of her hair. <laughs> and so this was the 10th Doctor. Uh, it's called Sins of the Father. And I believe, without flipping through it as we talk here, it's three sort of issues, if you will. Or maybe it's two. But anyway, it, it was interesting because uh, it has companions that we have not ever seen on the telly um it is gabby gonzalez and cindy Wu as the 10th doctor's companions and as i was you know going through this these stories here um i think it's set during the doctor who special era okay so it's after donna and then you know before he regenerates obviously um because there's one story that makes reference to um the doctor's talking about the song ending or something, and that's sort of what the um, what the uh, Ood had told. Him right? Yeah, doctor, yeah. Your yeah. song will end. Um, and so yeah, it was interesting. You know, we'll go through all of them here, but I mean, it's certainly obviously like these are part of larger stories. So it's like um, you're sort of starting in the middle with these different issues. So I don't know. I feel like there should be a number on here of what this number six, whatever that means. Um, okay. But anyway, but it was still interesting to learn a little bit about these characters because, like I said, there's obviously certainly some backstory I've missed not having you know been up on the comics. But they were all very interesting, and there is one. All right, this is always difficult to do while you're doing the podcast and while talking. <laughs> there is one um, panel that I particularly wanted to show you, if I can find it. <laughs> mm. There was a, a sort of section at the end. I don't know if it was sort of almost like a mini-issue or mini-story, because the story starts with the 10th Doctor, but sort of a shorter compared to the other ones. 
and ends up going through the eleventh doctor and then ending with the twelfth doctor. Oh wow! So, but there's an, a moment with the eleventh doctor um, where he's going back <laughs> in time, and he actually has a photo of uh, something that he's been to. <laughs> and it is Hamilton. And he's met up with the second doctor, who is obviously also at Hamilton because he says he keeps meeting his past incarnations going to Hamilton. <laughs> Because <laughs> everybody's got to see it. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So that was that. I thought you'd appreciate that. So, but yeah, it was it was an interesting, uh, interesting storytelling. So, also they also had a, a story that tied in with Pyramid of Mars. I swear, everyone wants to tie in with Pyramid of Mars. But anyway, so there you go. <clears throat> and then I thought you were still watching Black. Cool. We are. What are you thinking? I guess I don't even know. We're on episode four, maybe. I don't even know. Yeah, but. it's so weird. <laughs> it's just still so weird. Just the singing is such a strange. I really, and I don't know if we. I don't know if you've looked at all. I know that I haven't for interviews with the cast. Uh-huh. I I need to know what people were saying about this. Uh-huh. Um, because it is such a bizarre concept. It's not a bad concept, necessarily. Um, and I'm enjoying the storyline to see where it goes and to see who done it and all of those sorts of things. And if uh, David Tennant gets the girl at the end, um, or if he's just homewrecker Harry, who knows. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, the the singing and the dancing and the and it's not even like i'm watching this going i should write some of these moves down because i might have to choreograph another (laughs) musical at some point these seem fairly simple (laughs) it's just really i mean you can almost see the actors counting (laughs) as they're doing their dance moves it's fantastically horrific (laughs) So I feel like if we ever interviewed David, it would have to be like, so, you know, you did... You've black- done lots of amazing, brilliant things. Let's talk about... <laughs> but but, but you, you did Blackpool, and, uh, you know, it's certainly not the only uh, role you've had as a sort of murder <laughs> investigator. Do you think Broadchurch would have benefited <laughs> from more lip syncing? <laughs> With more lip syncing. Or more Elvis. I mean, to be fair, half the cast is there already. Yeah. So maybe it was just in preparation. It just it's the most, Seriously, if you have not watched any of it, you have to. You just have to. I mean, we're watching it on YouTube, so it's available. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it, oh, it just defies explanation. Oh, goodness. Because it's a serious show. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. not a comedy. No. This is a murder mystery television Family series. Family drama. Family drama that just happens to have... Lip syncing. Lip syncing and, and, and very simple, easy-to-do choreography. And um, we always look forward to who will be showing up on the spinning wheels. Yes, yeah, on the... <laughs> What is it? Slot machine. Slot machine, yeah. And what they'll be... Oh, it's so bizarre. <laughs> but we but we digress. We'll move on. <laughs> yes. So this is the end of October. So this is our end of all things 10th Doctor. So I thought we'd sort of do a... Almost a random bout here of sort of ranking different things about the 10th Doctor. 
sort of having to make decisions. So I thought we'd start off with ranking the the 10th Doctor's companions. So we all know who they are, but just to go over it. So we have Rose, Martha, and Donna. And then we do have some others throughout the different specials and series, but you can either ignore them or not. So, darling, who is your number one ranked 10th Doctor companion? I, mm, I think I'm going to go with Wilfred. There you go. <laughs> I think I'm going with Wilfred. I just love him. From the end of time. Yes. Why, why do you think he works well with the 10th Doctor? Because he has such a sense of awe about the whole thing. There is no cynicism there is no toughness. There is no uh, romantic chemistry. He is just along for the ride and loving every minute of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I just think it's the purity of it. I think my number one Tenth Doctor companion is probably going to be Martha. I I knew. I can't believe you were even like, oh, I think, and probably. I knew it was going to be Martha. Yeah, State and, it with pride, mister. And, yeah, the whole pining for the Doctor. I mean, I, you know, that's not why. It's just an interesting or perhaps not interesting characteristic to her. But I think with the others, and nothing against the others, but I think she starts off highly competent. In and of herself, you know, she's a medical student. You know, young, of course, but medical student. And uh, she certainly has this sort of capability and shows that capability in that first episode. That's why the doctor is, you know, quote-unquote attracted to her. Um, And because she's the one that, you know, it's like the whole uh, if and Rudyard Kipling, um, you know, keeps their head when all about you or Mm. whatever, whatever, whatever. Then she'll be a man. (laughs) Isn't that the way that ends? A doctor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and so, and of course, I mean, it helps that there's really good stories in the series three. I was going to say, she has some of the best stories. And she, I mean, she also does a lot of, I mean, you know, it's all competitive. So, but anyway, so, because I mean, I just think of like two things off the top of my head. Number one, you know, of course, the last two-parter where she literally walks the earth, um, you know, telling the doctor's story in order to, to save everything. How biblical. Yeah, and then two, and another two-parter, which, you know, you would think this isn't a big deal, but in the Family Blood, whatever the other episode is called, um, where she's, you know, the, the, the servant, you know, which, mm. A, you know, she's very cognizant of, of that social status of having to play that role. But she's obviously the caretaker to the doctor slash John Smith of having to look after him while not looking after him. And, and she sort of has to play that role, you know, because mm. she's the one in charge in that episode because he doesn't know who he is. And she's the one who has to sort of balance all those plates and, and make everything work. So um, she's, she's responsible for the doctor. She has, you know, a duty of care. Yes, yeah. And I also think she has the most interesting continuing story mm-hmm. um, after she stops being a companion. You know, we see all all three of the main companions post-companion. Right. Um, Hood. Po- Post-companionhood. Post-companionhood. I don't yeah, think yeah. that's a... No. Um, and And she, I think, has the most growth and has the most... Um, she's quite like Sarah Jane. She carries on fighting the fight. Um, whereas, I mean, we don't know. I mean, Rose shows up, and every time she shows up, it's always very bittersweet. Um, 
but we don't actually know what she's doing in that right. alternate universe. Mayor you know? Torchwood or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. And Donna, of course, just goes back uh, to... Reset. De- factory reset. Yeah, which just makes me so sad. So right. Martha definitely has the more compelling <clears throat> post-Doctor life. Okay, well, let's do the hard one then. Second. Number mm-hmm. two. Let's well, just, you know, one and two. So what's, what's your second one? So Wilfred aside. Yeah. I, I don't want... Can I say Wilfred again? <laughs> you can't. Ah, oh, okay. Um, I think I'm probably going to go with Rose. Okay. And why with the tenth doctor? I guess because for me she's the quintess. She's my companion, right? If you know that. Interesting. I don't think I would have had. I'd have to think about that question. Who is my companion? Yeah, ahead, might be Amy. Not that I necessarily like her the most, but because I'm so tied to eleven. But go ahead. Yeah, and and you know I could talk about Amy and Rory for ages, but mm-hmm. Rose is still to me the for New Who. That's the companion. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I like, and this is going to sound, because I said, you know, Wilfred's my favorite because of the purity and there's no chemistry. I like the chemistry between the Tenth Doctor and Rose. Not the romantic chemistry, just the general. She's just so darn plucky. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of time for that. <laughs> for my second one, I don't know, I'd have to think about it. Because... Uh, I think about Rose like I think about the 10th Doctor is like I get people like them but not my favorite personally so I was like I get people feel like Rose but not my favorite Donna I certainly have nothing against her but I'm looking at the list to see if anyone jumps out at me well I've always had a soft spot for Michelle Ryan but that's neither here nor there so I don't know between Rose and Donna then or Wilfred Wilfred you haven't said Wilfred yet I haven't you know what? <laughs> I'll go with Donna um, as my second pick then and I don't know why I'm so hesitant, because I, I, for some reason I sort of have, like, the fan theory or the fan general not, or what's the word, general opinion, which may or may not be true. But, you know, it's like, oh, people love Martha, or excuse me, people love Rose, and then Martha, and people are like, oh, yeah, Donna. Yeah, but I don't think people don't like Donna, but anyway. But no, but the stories, because I think she definitely brings out, like, even in that first episode, or first special, or first appearance of... Um, Runaway Bride, where which has been a while since I've seen it. But what little I remember is that she sort of saves the Tenth Doctor from himself or from going too far. From, and so she's always sort of been that heart of mm. the Doctor of the for the Tenth Doctor, which you could say all the companions are. But I think she's the one that always brings it back, even though she sort of has that the rough personality and the humor and all that. But I think she she shows that heart, the, the compassion part. The most out of the three companions. Yeah. I think they all have it, but I think Donna has it the most. I mean, the quintessential would be, uh, you know, Volcano Day. Yeah. Fires of Pompeii. Pompeii, yeah. yeah. And that's what I was thinking of. And I think, I mean, even I, when I think about Donna's tenure, think about the comedy. Mm-hmm. You know, the first things I think about are her showing up in the TARDIS in her wedding dress and being just so indignant about the whole thing and... and uh, the oh the mate comment you know we're not gonna mate that's not what I mean you know and the 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 mouthing at each other through the window you know the the first thing you think about with Donna is the comedy she brought but as you say she brings a whole lot of empathy and you know like in the fires of Pompeii you know there's so much 
beautiful work that she does that I think gets cast in the shadow. Because even the character is such, um, you know, for as brash and loud she is. I mean, I think it's, a, it's honestly, when you think about it, she might actually, out of all the queens, be the most um, well-defined character or the, or the most rich character. Because she's, you know, brash and loud, right? But she has super big insecurity. She's, you know, because she has her mom's voice in her head, you know, you're not worth, or, you know, you could be doing so much better. You're not doing anything. You're not living up to your full potential. You know, you're just a tenth from Chiswick, you know, and that's all she ever hears in her head. And I think you see that in her series of her growing to see that she does have capabilities because um, she's like, oh, I can't do that. And I'm nothing special. And I'm not, you know, in that whole turn left, I think that's the name of the episode with, you know, um, the roach on her back and Rose mm. trying to save her. But anyway, but that whole, you know, the difference that Donna has made. But anyway. Yeah, and I think, you know, and this is partly why I love him, but Wilfred plays a part in that making her well-rounded and giving her that strength that she doesn't get from her mother. Um, And so giving her more dimensions... Than, as you say, we see with... Because, I mean, Rose has her family around as well. And Martha, to an extent, although not nearly, obviously, to the extent that Rose and Donna do. But Rose's family is, first of all, quite loving. You know, her mom's very much cares about her. But also very much like her. Right. And so there's not a lot of growth. Whereas when you're looking at Donna's family, her mom and her granddad... All of that contributes and and is much more fully developed, I would say. Sure. All right. Well, let's move on to our next category. Okay. Or dogatry. <laughs> that no, no, no. <laughs> Stop. Wrong script. <laughs> um, ranking Christmas specials. Mm-hmm. So, as a reminder, the tenth Doctor had. Well, you go ahead and read it. Uh, it looks like five Christmas specials: the Christmas Invasion, which is his first one, right? Mm-hmm. The Runaway Bride, which is Donna's appearance. The Voyage of the Damned, which is Kylie Kylie Minogue. The Next Doctor. With his uh, Blackpool co-star. With David Morrissey. And The End of Time Part 1. Who know? Which is, yes. So out of that list, what would you say is your top? I mean, I don't know that you can put The End of Time Part 1 without Part 2. And yet, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it, so stuck, cut that crap out. Um, hmm. I think probably Voyage of the Damned. That's what I'm going with. I'm going with Voyage of the Damned, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what, what, why would you say? Cause I, I Partly because it's just got such a fantastic lead-in. Mm-hmm. You know, in the um, episode before, when all of a sudden the Titanic crashes into the... The TARDIS. TARDIS. I think it's fantastic. Um, And it's also one of those that is completely standalone. Mm -hmm. Um, In a way that... the I mean, the next Doctor certainly is. The End of Time Part (laughs) 1 clearly is not. Uh, The Christmas Invasion has a lot of history with it. And even The Runaway Bride, although it wasn't confirmed at that point... Right. ultimately leads so and sometimes i really like the standalone episodes mm-hmm. um and it really is a christmas special yes yes without a being a yeah a continuation of whatever whatever 
Um, which doesn't make those bad. I just like this one because of that. Uh, love a little bit of Russell Tovey. <laughs> love a little bit of Russell Tovey. Um, and Kylie Minogue's adorable. She always is. She's, what, 98 now or something ridiculous, and she's still adorable. <laughs> she's not 98, I know that. <laughs> Send your letters, too. Yeah, because um, <clears throat> yeah, I think with Voyage of the Damned, I mean, obviously it's a riff of the Poseidon Adventure. Um, or just a ripoff of the Poseidon Adventure. <laughs> um, but I think the reason the Poseidon Adventure works... The original, not the remake. I haven't seen the remake, to tell you the truth, so I don't know if the remake... Moving on! Um, (laughs) But with Voyage of the Damned, because it's not only David and Kylie, but you have this whole cast of characters. Mm, The little red guy. I forget what you call him. The little red guy. Um, But then you have the uh, helpless human who doesn't know anything about Earth, who keeps making facts up. You have the two large... Uh, couple. The tourists. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who are very, you know. Um, yeah. And then there's like the the bad guy. And I was trying to think of the, the, the best of the bastard who ends up, like, spoiler alert, being the only one who lives, mm. which I think is an interesting writing thing that he's the only one who actually lives. Um, I feel like we're probably messing. But anyway, but that whole, you know, crazy cast, you know, because that's the whole reason you do these things. You put these yeah. crazy characters together and they have to survive somehow. And then you have flying angel robots and trying to kill you and all that stuff and so so it makes for a whole adventure yep what's your second choice second choice would be um i don't know let me think here i don't think christmas invasion it's fine but it's fine runaway bread i haven't seen enough recently so i don't really remember it that well and like and i agree with you about end of time but does next of doctor stand up as a second choice I may say Runaway Bride without having remembering it that well. I'm going with run, Runaway Bride as well. Um, again. You get a TARDIS car chase. <clears throat> yep. And giant, creepy, spidery things. Right. Which theoretically, didn't you read where the black The woman from Blackpool played the spidery thing. I can't yeah. See it. I'd have to. Yeah. Well, we'll have to go back and yeah. watch it. Um, but yeah. And again, because it was originally considered a one-off right. before Donna uh, rejoins. I think there's a lot of interesting interesting things happening with it. So, yeah, I, I, that's what I'm going with for my second choice. Sure. Go with that. All right. Thanks. Yeah, agreement. Um, and then ranking series premieres. Yep. Because I was thinking about this. Companions don't necessarily translate necessarily into series, don't necessarily translate into series premieres. So, um I didn't count the specials because, you know, there's really four series of Tenth Doctor with the, the specials year or era. But I just did the, the actual series. So you had New Earth. Quick summary. Um, that was the one with Rose and they go and it's the cat people. It's new, 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 New York. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Face of Bo. Right. Um, <clears throat> and then you have Smith and Jones. Smith and Jones, which is the Jadoon and the Moon. And then you have Partners in Crime with uh, your favorite pieces of fat. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. That's my first choice. Adipose. Love a little bit of Adipose. So cute. So, yeah. I'm done. So, Partners in Crime. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Because I think they're cute. 
And everybody, it's another one of those that I particularly like where the bad guys aren't. I mean, the nanny is. Right. But the adipose themselves are just babies. <laughs> and they're doing what they're meant to be doing. And the doctor manages, and it's killing people. Right. But they don't know any better. And the doctor manages to save them and send them all back to their mummies and daddies. They're giant adipose. <laughs> and then the nanny just falls to splat. Yeah, these things happen. Because she was bad nanny. I, it's hard for me to say no to Smith and Jones. Um, you have the Jadoon. Um, you have the Dr. Martha meeting. And, and you have uh, the Doctor having to disguise himself as a Time Lord. So I think that's why he makes out with Martha. So he looks human. And then you have the the vampire lady. I forget what alien she is. Who's you know sucking people dry or whatever. Disguised in the hospital too. And uh, and it's just and the Jadun doing Jadun type things. Jadun um, Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think it's just a fun little adventure. Yeah, yeah, and I think that uh, you know, out of three, picking your second choices, but yeah. I think that would probably be my second choice. Right. Cool. All right. Well, then let's go from premieres to finales. finales. So we've got Doomsday. Right. Quick summary. Um, Rose gets sucked into a wall. Right? Yep. Last of the Time Lords. Um, the Master becomes Prime Minister and then gets oh, shot right. by yep. his wife. Yep. And Journey's End. That's where... Uh, that's going to be so hard. To, as well, that's, gonna be my, that's where everyone shows up. Oh, right. That's Torchwood, what, Sarah Jane. This, this Dr. Donna? Yes. Okay. But that's where the stolen earth and they have to... Yep. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, <laughs> journeys, and I guess maybe the answer is journeys in for me. Because um, I mean, I mean, it seems inevitable, but it, but it's not necessarily that the tenth Doctor, who who has collected all these folks and all these spinoffs, so you literally have Torchwood, you have Sarah Jane, you have all three companions, Rose and Martha and Donna. Um, I'm trying to remember who's all around. Then you have the second tenth Doctor. Um, and this is that, uh, you know, and then you have Rose's, you know, Jackie's there, I think, as well. Um, and so you literally have sort of this big Doctor Who crossover event. Um, Slash reunion show. Right. Yeah, and so it sort of is the Doctor's family. In a role, role. Oh, of course, that's the whole point with um, Davros. Davros, yeah. Because when you have Davros talking about <clears throat> the children of time or whatever he's talking about with all of that, and you have the different ways, whether it's Martha trying to use the, whatever, the bomb on Earth to blow up the Earth, or whether you have Jack with a crystal trying to blow up things, and then, you know, how does the Doctor feel that all these companions he's developed are now have all these, you know, are fighters and soldiers or whatever. But, I mean, it, it's it's just this great crossover event that I think it's hard, even though it's really a part two of, you know, whatever. Um but it's it's just a great crossover event. Yeah, and I would agree. I think that one's my favorite out of the three for the same reason. I always I love seeing, I love the idea that nobody goes away forever. Mm. You know, I'm still convinced, even though we have actually seen, well, and, and maybe that's why, you know, we've seen Riversong die. But then we've also seen her as a ghost. So there's absolutely no reason why she can't show up for the 13th Doctor. And and that's, you know, those are the things that I love is that you never know who's going to rock up. And uh, that's a lot of fun. And so when they all rock up, 
it's even better. And then you sort of have that bittersweet full journey of Journey's End where you have, you know, that moment in the TARDIS with everyone flying the TARDIS, but then at the very end, post Donna White, you have that Wilfred scene with the Doctor in the rain, and, you know, who do you have? And you have no one. And the Doctor, you know, and Wilfred, you know, says, I'll be, you know, thinking about you or whatever. Gives him the salute in the rain or whatever. Yeah, again, Wilfred. And the lonely doctor disappears. All to love. All to love. Yep. Well, there you go. Any more lists we need to make? I think that's enough. But any final uh, thoughts about the 10th Doctor era before we... Oh, gosh, yeah. We're about to go into... Yeah. Looking forward to going back into the Matt Smith era. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah. No, I love the 10th Doctor as always, having to choose between 10th and 11th would be really difficult for me. Yeah, and to me, the 10th Doctor era, like I said, not necessarily the 10th Doctor is necessarily my favorite, but just because of the way I watched Doctor Who, I was going to say New Who, but just Doctor Who in general, the 10th Doctor and his era was sort of um, what Doctor Who was. That was sort of the standard. Mm. And so, you know, anything could either be better or worse than that. And so, you know, I, I tend to think the 11th Doctor is better, but that's me, that's me. Um, but that's sort of the standard is the 10th Doctor era. Um, and so that's sort of how I judge things against. Typically. Yeah, and I just think David Tennant's such a delight. And I think, you know, again, when thinking between the 10th Doctor and the 11th Doctor, Matt Smith does not have as, as extensive an oeuvre <laughs> as Twer, although he is apparently on the West End at the minute with Claire Foy. So that's exciting. Who plays? Again. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so them coming back together. Um, and it's apparently going to be in the new Star Wars movie. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I won't see it. So yeah. there you go. Um, and he will. You right. know, that's not a, a, a. He's just so I much. I mean, he's already younger. graduated from being Prince Phillips. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so, you know, David Tennant has so much stuff to look at and so many interesting things. You know, his podcast and. I just find him to be such a delight that I have very warm feelings. And we'll have to, I, I watched the trailer for the new Netflix series, and now, of course, I still can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. But anyway, it's this interrogation series, and it does take place in different countries. So that's why there's different country versions. And so whatever the name of it is, UK, I think there's three episodes. Oh, yeah. And David plays one of the suspects oh, okay. who gets interviewed. And it's um, the woman from... Class, the oh, teacher, right? Yes, the, whose name escapes me, but, but she's one of the investigators. Quill the, is yes, the character, she plays but one yeah, of the investigators. Oh, that'd be fun because yeah. she was so delightful uh-huh. in, as Quill so in we'll class. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. Well, let's go on to the TARDIS library. Whoosh, 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 whoosh. When you close your eyes, I go to the library. Go to the library now. If we're into the TARDIS library, we're going to, uh, you know, help say goodbye to the Tenth Doctor era with a little bit of pop culture celebration. Um, you know, we've seen... I think actually we're going to say goodbye. <laughs> yes, we're going to be talking about the Weakest Link Doctor Who special. Yes. That premiered? On the 30th of... Well, it didn't just premiere. It aired. <laughs> that's that's when it was. On the 30th of March, 2007. Yes. And so... Um, I'm going to do that. I feel like I have to explain Weakest Link. But anyway, y'all know what it is. If not, look it up. It's on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and also, if you know Doctor Who, you've seen part of the Weakest Link That's already. That's true. In the um, uh, Series 1, Ninth Doctor uh, finale. 
it's whatever bad wolf and the parting of ways anyway but yes on satellite five um yep yep, yep. we had the rea- reality shows with big brother the weakest link whatever the fashion show i guess oh was. yeah Tri- trini and Susanna. okay something like that yeah, yeah. so yeah uh, which is why this particular episode of the weakest link opened with yeah, the robot the robot an mm-hmm. from the uh the series yes. so so it's now starred um Get all the, so it had David, of course. It had, oh, you got to go in order, baby. I know. So tr- well, okay, so you John, start with John. John Berriman. I can't remember his last name, but John Berriman. And then Noel. Noel Clark. And Andrew. Then Andrew. Who was who uh, one of the Cybermen fighters. Um, uh, yep, in the alternate universe. And then you had David Tennant. David Tennant. Then you had Tracy Ann. Tracy Ann. Who was the head of Torchwood. <clears throat> Claire. Um, who played a scientist. And then you had Camille. Camille. And then you had Nick. Nick. And uh, K9. Yeah. And then K9. Yeah. Nick, who is the, the voice. voice of well, the Daleks. And, you know, the, head, the producer of Big Finish, of course. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, all of them competing uh, together. So, how, how would you, before we get to the, the, the winner and just everything else, what, you, what was your favorite? Yeah. I've, see, I've seen this lots of times. Other than and I always enjoyed it. Oh, poor thing. I got to be <laughs> honest, Noel was quite cheeky. That was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, John Berriman, in typical John Berriman fashion, took it right up to the line. Um, almost took that step over it. K9, um, obviously, was a delight. Uh, David just had this lovely aw shucks thing about him. <laughs> I, I think that's an interesting thing because obviously he's, the, and you know, I don't know what it's like to be ahead of, you know, the, the star of, of a show. But, you know, he doesn't act like it. You know, this was sort of a uh, a group outing. You know, he wasn't in charge. He wasn't, you know. No, not at all. Uh, yeah. Had this lovely humbleness. Mm-hmm. Um, I was concerned. I was first of all, I was surprised because Andrew, for the first like three was, rounds, was, was the strongest, strongest length, yeah. and I was like, "Who is this guy?" <laughs> I was also surprised because they had a question about Biker Grove, and of course, I knew Ant and Deck had been on Biker Grove, <laughs> um, but I didn't realize that he had. I, it was not a show I ever watched. Ant and Deck being a part of it are the only reason I know it exists. Um, but I was like, oh, "Okay, there you go." Um, I was a little concerned that they seemed to be voting off the women yeah. fairly quickly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was concerned that it was going to be an all-boys club. Right. Um, and then it turned out not to be. Yeah. Um, loved that uh, Anne called Jackie a slapper. Um, there's absolutely no evidence to suggest that Jackie is actually a slapper. I was just delighted because I hadn't heard that word in a while. <laughs> so that was fun. Well, I, I did. It was fun with, with how, you know, Anne's playing her role, but she also was turning it around a little bit on the boys, you know. David, was it your choice to, or no, whose choice was it to make you sexy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he was just, you know, when, when he gets voted off, and she's just like, I think you're gorgeous. And he was just so, you know, gobsmacked there for a minute. Just, oh, so cute. Uh, yes. Just such a lovely fella, he we, seems like. And we sort of had a surprise finale with Noel and Camille. Yes, absolutely. And I think it was David who said after he was voted off that Camille was convinced she was going to go out in the first round. Mm-hmm. 
So uh, for her to come back and win it was was exciting. Yeah, it was it was interesting because Anne was certainly picking on Camille. So anytime Camille got the answer right, Anne would be like, "Yes." Yeah. <laughs> but she she got away too, and you can actually tell. You know, I mean, you know, Camille's really ditzy, but but you know, she you know she was having some problems early on, but you could tell she was suddenly like halfway through the show, like, "Oh, okay, I'm doing this now." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, and got some really. Not easy questions, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I was quite pleased for her, and as you say, you know, started off a little nervous, and then sort of found her groove, and was like, no, no, don't under, and maybe, <laughs> and maybe that was her ploy all along. <laughs> That's right, false sense of security. Because yeah, because I'll be honest, when it got down to about halfway through, I was like, y'all don't need to be voting her off because she's the one you want to go against at the end. You can beat her, vote Andrew off. You can beat Camille, and then it turns out, oh no, you could win. Yeah, which I just think is great. So maybe that was her plan all along to to twirl her hair a little bit in the first couple of rounds, particularly under the assumption that K9 was going first. Um, I'm not sure who the audience was more sad to see, David or John. Yeah, it was a tough call. It was a tough call. Um, But yeah, finale with Noel and Camille. And uh, it wasn't particularly auspicious, they did not do terribly no. well. No, I think. A tiebreaker. Yeah, I mean, I think out of the first five question, each questions, each of them got two right. Yeah, out of the five. Um, and then, so they went to sudden death, and Camille got her question right, and Noel did not get his right. So, mm-hmm. you know, that was it. Uh, she got three questions right out of six, and he got two out of six. So, not, not a. Uh, uh, a knuckle biter kind of thing, but you it's, know, it's it's kind of a. I mean, you know, it's. I'm sure it's been off the air at this point, but it, it's such an interesting game because of the banking system, and do you risk keeping on going? And you know, and it is interesting the strategy to use. Mm. So, because as you know, she pointed out, they could have. There was about two different times they could have gone straight through and won everything, but that confidence level is, you know, do you bank? Do you keep on going? You know, all that. So yeah, it's tough. Yeah, so yeah, that was fun. Again, it's also on YouTube there, so we'll probably put the clip in the show notes for everyone to check out. Yes, yeah. All right, well, so the new month is coming. It's time to uh, say goodbye, even though it doesn't want to go, and uh, say hello to Matt Smith and the 11th Doctor era, new showrunner Stephen Moffat, Mm -hmm. and everything that brings with it. Cleaning house, cleaning house, yeah. So what's going to be the topic we'll be talking about next week? Next week week we are going to look... Just we're going to jump straight on in and compare Matt Smith's first episode to his last. So we'll be looking at the 11th hour and comparing it to the time of the Doctor. Hopefully I'm saying that right. I'm trying to remember the last episode. Because the name of the Doctor and the day of the Doctor. I think it's the time of the Doctor. is that final uh, special where 11, the clock strikes 12. Doom, doom, doom. <clears throat> So, yeah, well, I'm looking forward to it. Me too. Love little Matt Smith. (laughs) And as always, we want to thank... Wally and the Sonnenots. For providing us with their jazz Doctor Who theme tune at the beginning. And until next week, we hope you enjoy the Doctor's many adventures throughout time time and space.
This is BBC Television.